Thomas Shields just started the Dink Pickleball website and newsletter in the fall of 2020, but he has experienced rapid growth as he started covering professional tournaments, both with live blog coverage and the creation of tournament video highlights. Thomas is focused on growing the game of pickleball and using social media to do it. So let's get to the intro to hear from Thomas. Welcome to the Pickleball Fire podcast, where it's all about pickleball. Today, I'd like to welcome to the Pickleball Fire podcast, Thomas Shields. How are you doing today, Thomas? I'm doing really well, Lynn. Thanks for having me. Now, I know you started the Dink Pickleball, which we'll get into that here in a minute, but I want to go ahead and start off with how you started playing pickleball. And uh, Yeah, well, so I guess the the answer is I've been playing passively with my family, kind of a tennis family for, I don't know, around five years. And with the pandemic, started to play more frequently and, and really focus on it. And then started the Dink as a newsletter last fall. And we partnered with the PPA Tour. And so really started to focus on it then. And I'd say my game has come a long way. But I'd say if I were to put if I were to put a label on it, I would say about a year. But I've known and, and I about the sport for, for about five and kind of played passively with the just kind of family, but never really gave it any second thought until this last fall, I would say. All right. Well, that was sounds like about the time you started the Dink Pickleball. Why don't you go ahead and tell the audience a little bit about what that is? Yeah. Yeah. Well, first, I want to say you do a really good job of snapping into the uh, podcast voice. That's that's uh, that's some some strong. That's a strong skill. I think I need to develop something like well, thank you. And and actually, you've got a great speaking voice. So you you definitely, I'm sure, sound gr- would sound great, audio, video, whatever. Ah, well, we're toying with the idea. So we might do some podcasts, potentially a show. So we're we're exploring that right now. But yeah, I can I can start by just kind of giving a breakdown of of the dink and all that it entails. Do you want me to go through like the life of how it's gotten to where it's where it is now, or Would you prefer just kind of getting an understanding of what it is right now and kind of all the different things that we're doing? You know, actually, if you just kind of tell the story in order, that usually works really well. And that was, I I definitely wanted to cover the past, the present and the future. So yeah, go ahead. Cool. Okay. So yeah, if we're just talking about the life of the Dink, I actually only started it last fall. I sent out the first newsletter. So it started as a newsletter uh, I sent out the first newsletter, I think in early November. So a little work went into it prior, but really not a ton because again, it, it was just a newsletter. Started branching into all sorts of social media, doing a lot of video content. And then in January, we officially partnered with the PPA Tour and started following them kind of around the country to all of their events. So we've been to every single PPA event so far this year. And throughout that, we have added more components to the Dink and and really what it is. So we are now across Instagram, TikTok, YouTube. We have a really great website that we're currently building out, which we really want to be like a pickleball hub. So a place that you can go to read all sorts of pickleball content, everything from like 101 to the more like nerdy stuff, like the Dura Fast 40 being extended as the PPA's official ball through 2023. And you can figure out like, okay, where should we play? What gear should we buy? You can watch fun highlights and, and everything in between. And 
I would say it very much mirrors what's in our newsletter, which again is is how we how we started. So, yeah. Well, good. Give give the audience a little idea of you know what kind of content do you have in your newsletter, and you know so they may want to sign up for it. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So, I would say we have everything kind of going back to to what's on the website. Everything from like the one hundred and one stuff to the more like geeky, nerdy, really like nitty gritty of pickleball. But we'll always give results of any relevant tournaments that are happening. Any breaking news within the sport, we'll talk about different types of gear that's being released. We have gear reviews. We have a a cool section that we call our home court havens, where we basically cover a private court from somewhere around the country. Usually, hopefully, we'll we'll find some private courts, you know, that are that are maybe on another continent here pretty soon as the sport grows. And then we'll also just give like recent highlights that we found, and then. Honestly, like anything else relevant that's happening in the world of pickleball right now, it's a a weekly newsletter. It's totally, all you have to do is is give us your email. You can sign up at the dinkpickleball.com slash sign up. And then the last thing I would add is we have all sorts of pro features. So Kyle Yates writes a section for us. Tyson McGuffin writes a tip section for us. We featured Dane Gingrich in yesterday's issue. So it's every Wednesday morning. And if you love pickleball, you're going to love the newsletter. That does sound like a lot of great content. And I, I know you've kind of mentioned, you know, we a couple times. I mean, who 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 else is involved with the Dink? Yeah. So I would say we have a core team of four right now. So we have a full-time content creator, which is Jack. And you might have seen him running around the courts at the PPA events. He's got the long, flowy, bleach blonde hair. And he does all sorts of awesome video work. We have another person on the sales team. And then we have someone doing everything from like blog content to sourcing new partnerships. And he's more of like a jack of all trades type. We also have an intern, Matt, we just brought on. And then we work with... Uh, a handful of freelancers as well. So I'd say core team four with an intern, and then we have uh, a lot of part-time help. And you're right. I did see Jack running around the courts because I did actually attend. Yeah. The tournament in San Clemente. So yeah, he was, I saw him doing a lot of, a lot of video. Yeah. And you probably saw me as well, though. I'm not as bold as Jack is, he gets really comfortable, we'll get right up in the players' faces. So they all know who he is, which is which is a good thing. But you might see me on the sidelines filming and and hanging out behind the, the score booth and stuff like that too. Now I mostly saw him filming, I think, when the play was was going on. Are you also doing a bunch of inter- interview sessions, you know, before or after the actual matches, or how's that working? Yeah, we're experimenting with a lot of different things. We've done plenty of interviews. We'll just film for highlights. We'll film for more like like comprehensive videos that have a little bit of a narrative. Like Jack is was focusing in San Clemente on a video <clears throat> that centered around Tyson McGuffin and kind of his story right now. So there's a lot of different things that we do. Uh, we also do photography. With any tournament, we also have a live blog going. So we'll be updating you as the tournament unfolds, keeping you up to date on the action uh, and anything relevant that's happening throughout any PPA tournament. We're doing it with the APP now as well, but we're just, we haven't been on site at any of the APPs. So tomorrow will be the first one or at the Beer City Open in Grand Rapids. Right. And I was going to ask you about that. I mean, because uh, I think what is the next year in 2022, 
the PPA has about 20 tournaments and actually the APP has you know, over 30 pro tournaments and actually a number of those are outside the U.S. So are you going to be covering all of those in person next year, do you think? Yeah, good question. It sounds daunting when you say it like that. <laughs> we'll see what we can do. We're going to try. Yeah, it, it definitely sounds like a a challenge, but that'll be good to get some of uh, Ken's events, the APP covered too, because he's a, he's a great guy. No, absolutely. I mean, the, the talent at both tournaments is is undeniable. So we want to keep pickleball lovers up to date on all the all the best play that's that's happening. So we're definitely going to cover both tours. It's just with that many, we might pick and choose which ones we deem to be uh, a little more relevant and that people are more in tune with. I know like a lot of the APP or handful of the APP next year are smaller tournaments that might not bring in as many as much talent as like a Beer City Open, for example, like tomorrow. Right. That that makes sense. And, you know, I think I saw pictures of you and your your van. I mean, you've got like, uh, that must be how you travel from tournament to tournament in most cases, I guess. No, that was more of like a, <laughs> probably shouldn't say this on a podcast, more of like a marketing play that actually was filled with, I mean, we drove it from tournament to tournament, but it wasn't like we were sleeping in the van or anything. It actually was filled with all sorts of like merchandise and, and equipment because at one point we were partnered with From With Pickleball. And they were doing the retail kind of under the dink name. We kind of spun the two apart or divided the two a couple months ago, maybe three months ago now. So we're kind of, one's a media entity, which is the dink. One is from with Pickleball, which is the retail. So totally two separate things. And uh, with that, they actually have the van now because they need to transport the stuff that they sell at each of the individual PPA tournaments. So we don't have the van anymore, which is... One, sad, but two, I was getting tired of driving a van around the country. (laughs) I guess it's going to be a little bit easier to fly now, isn't it? It's so much better. So much better. Yeah. Yeah. Now, I'm curious because, I mean, if you think about it, I I don't know actually a lot about the PPA, but I've interviewed a number of people on the podcast from the APP. And uh, I, I know, obviously, they've got their own production crews, you know, that are doing uh video so how how is yours different or or are you more focused on you know getting just you know getting the word out we are more like our own independent coverage so we aren't like the official broadcasters of the ppa you know they're working with espn cbs they work with other crews i don't want to try and explain everything they do because i'll probably get a lot of it wrong uh we're more there just providing additional coverage across social media, our website, and uh, a couple of other places, and then doing like highlight video recaps after the tournament as well. As far as like how you watch the the play though, that's that's not us. Though we do live stream here and there, assuming that it doesn't conflict with what the PPA already has. Right. Yeah, that, that definitely makes sense. And you know, it sounds like you do a lot more, probably features and stuff, I would imagine, whereas they're a little bit more focused on the actual play on the court. Yeah, definitely. I think you know, we do more like uh, journalistic coverage, I think is is kind of like the part of the added value that we bring. Now, is there ever any um, issues or challenges with getting access to the players or is, you know, the pro players just kind of like most people in pickleball that they're, you know, very, very open and promoting the sport in any way they can? No, they're all super cool. The, the sport's still small enough that these guys are really accessible. 
Though I do know that given the, the growth of the sport of late, I see that changing here pretty soon. But the good thing is <clears throat> we have a close relationship with all of them now, including the, the PBA. So I think we'll still be able to get up right next to them. But yeah, it's it's been it's been pretty easy up to up to this point. And that they've all been really good sports. And I think they appreciate what we're doing as well, because we're just trying to help grow the game. And I think everybody benefits. Right. And you had mentioned too that you had the opportunity, I think, here recently to get one of your videos on ESPN's site, or I'm not sure where that was posted. Yeah, yeah. So, well, they they reached out and asked for permission of some highlights that we had from San Clemente, the Orange County Cup, uh, which was a PPA tournament a couple weeks ago. And so we gave them permission. We'll see where else it pops up. So far, they've just put it on their TikTok. Regardless, really cool to see a major sports entity like that recognize pickleball and uh, put that content in front of their audience. I think it's phenomenal for the game. And, uh, you know, that's what we're trying to do. Just get this sport in front of people that often just don't even know it exists. Right. Or, or maybe they still think of it as like, yeah, my parents or my grandparents play that, or it's like a retirement sport or, or something you played when you were in gym class as a kid, letting them know it's a real legitimate sport with athletes and two pro tours and that it's, it's only gonna get better from, from here. But yeah, the ESPN, that was really cool. We've had sports illustrated, uh, repost some of our stuff. We were able to get some stuff in Bravo TV. We've been reposted by uh, a lot of other big media entities that people have probably heard of. If you go to our Instagram at the Dink Pickleball, just go to the little growth highlight section. You'll see all the different, you know, like big media companies that have kind of given us, given us recognition and repurposed our content. So I think that stuff is really, really good for the sport. Yeah. Yeah. That's actually very cool. So, you know, in, in thinking about, well, I guess, you know, kind of, kind of now, I mean, do you ever, you know, you're going to all these tournaments, at least all the PPA ones. I mean, are, is there very much other press coverage with, you know, other reporters there, or are you pretty much just it right now? I think we're like the only ones there's like hobbyist enthusiasts who will kind of do their own recaps and, and stuff like that. A lot of the coverage is from the players themselves. <laughs> which is really interesting. So no, there's, there's not a lot of other people out there doing it yet. <laughs> yet. Right. And, uh, you know, we'd welcome more, more people to, to do what we're, we're doing. We need to get the word out. We need more people covering this thing. Absolutely. So what does the future hold for the Dink Pickleball? Good question. I mean, I, I think we just want to get in front of more people. We just want to keep doing what we're doing and growing and, and helping grow the sport. Right now, the biggest focus is building out our website. So I think one of the challenges in Pickleball right now is like it's really difficult to figure out what the heck is going on in the world of Pickleball. So the tendency is scramble to Pickleball Forum or another Facebook group or social media channel, but we want to create a real hub where you can go and find out anything you need to know. And I mean anything. And you know it's going to be on the dinkpickleball.com. That's that's what we're working on. We have about 20 writers who are now churning out content. We're going through a website redesign right now. And once that redesign is complete, the volume of content we're going to be publishing is going to increase drastically. So well, that's great to hear. You know, like you said, the more coverage, the better on the sport, no doubt. So if somebody wants to, you know, you've talked about the website quite a bit. 
and you mentioned your Instagram handle, we'll say. What about what about on the other social media platforms? How do they find God, I don't even know. Like my t- I am I assume the TikTok, if anybody is even on TikTok, is the Dink Pickleball as well. We actually have 33,000 followers there now, which is really interesting. And the cool thing about that is that's an audience that largely did not know pickleball was out there. So that's one way we've really been able to access a totally new audience and bring them and their attention to the sport, which has been awesome. We have multiple videos with over a million views, uh, a couple that have gone viral. One's over 4 million views now, which is really cool. And then, yeah, the YouTube is the Dink Pickleball. The Facebook is the Dink Pickleball. <laughs> it's pretty easy to find us. You don't have to do much digging. Well, that's good. And and people in uh, Pickleball, certainly that makes it super easy to remember. So kudos on uh, picking like the perfect name. Yeah, you know, I I think we got lucky. There were some bad ideas I was tossing out there initially, and I'm just glad I went with the dink. (laughs) All right. Well, good. Anything else people should know about the dink? No, I I think, you know, the the most time, and I would say the most time we, we put into a product and like our flagship product. And I think the thing that people will most enjoy right now is our newsletter, which again, it's, it's a weekly Wednesday morning newsletter that talks about everything there is going on in the world of, of pickleball. It helps you improve your game, stay up to date. And you can sign up for that at the dinkpickleball.com slash sign up. Again, it's totally free. All right. Well, perfect. Anyways, Thomas, I have so enjoyed you being on the show and I really appreciate everything you do for the sport. So thanks so much for being on the show. Yeah, of course. No, thanks. Thanks for having me. That went by really quick and Usually when I I feel like time flew, it means I was rambling a lot. So (laughs) hopefully this episode's enjoyable for people. And it's not just a lot of me talking, though. That is kind of the concept of a a podcast in the first place. It is. And and actually, you you did a great job. I think, you know, it's just another medium to um, give you more exposure. So, you know, the sport gets more exposure. Yep. That's That's the plan. That's the strategy. All right. Well, thanks again. Thank you for listening to the Pickleball Fire podcast. If you enjoyed the show, be sure to give it a five-star review on Apple iTunes.